I think about this indication of so many blessings that God has given to us and how sometimes we don't readily recognize them. Sometimes it takes a little while. And then we begin to see the value of things that God has done and people that God has placed in our lives, experiences that we've had along the way. I read with intrigue how on December 22nd, 1946, It's a Wonderful Life premiered in New York City. Even though it opened to mixed reviews and was unsuccessful at the box office, it would go on to become the most, one of the most beloved Christmas movies ever. No man is a failure who has friends. You've really had a wonderful life, you see. It'd be a shame to throw it away. So many lessons. But you realize as you go in life, not all wonderful things are readily appreciated early on. Time and perspective have a way of revealing the miraculous marvel of God's providence in our lives. The value of not only Him and His workings, but others that He places. Lessons that we're taught and we learn along the way. Though Christmas is a very lonely time for many, and the season can lose its wonder, God can help us to recapture the wonder of Christmas in our hearts. I want us to stand and turn in our Bibles to Isaiah chapter 9. Isaiah chapter 9. We're going to read verse 6 aloud together. And so let's give attendance to Bible reading this morning as the Bible commands. Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6, read it with me aloud, please. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Thank you. You may be seated. I think about how God would have us to celebrate the wonder of Christmas on this Christmas Eve. Number one, by unwrapping the meaning of the names of Christ. Several names are given here of our Savior. For unto us a child is born that speaks of His humanity. Unto us a son is given speaking of His deity. And the government shall be upon His shoulder. Isaiah was prophesying during an extremely dark period of punishment, chastisement in the history of the nation of Israel. But he was able to look forward by faith according to God's promise of a time of hope and deliverance. He would announce to the people of God that the Lord would send a Redeemer, a promised Messiah to usher in a new day of hope and deliverance for His people. We think about this child that would be born. The Bible says the government, that means dominion and power or sovereignty through legal authority would rest upon his shoulders. Israel's Savior was to be a sovereign king who would rule on David's throne. This prophecy continues to disclose that the Messiah, notice in verse 7, of the increase of his government and peace, there should be what? 
no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Seven centuries later, the angel Gabriel would announce the Messiah's birth to his mother Mary. Luke chapter 1, He shall be great and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. Think about that. The government shall be upon his shoulders. It symbolizes royal authority. But look at these other names. He shall be called Wonderful. The name meaning miraculous, marvelous. He is a wonder-working God of heaven. God robed in flesh, wonderful counselor. It means to advise, to guide, to resolve. Not only to counsel like, here's what you should do, but here's how to get this resolved in your life. You're seeking guidance today? Seek God through His Word. He will give you the counsel that you need to not only know where to go from here, but how to resolve the mysteries that surround perhaps your present circumstance. The Bible says He will be called the Mighty God. Think of these names of Christ. Mighty, powerful, valiant, strong. God Almighty, none more powerful, none greater. Everlasting Father speaks of His duration, His perpetuity, His eternal headship. He is over all of creation. This is who Christ is, God with us, Emmanuel. He's a great God, is He not? The Bible says He will also be called the Prince of Peace, the Captain of our safety and our own well-being. I'm glad I know this wonderful Savior today, aren't you? Turn with me to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2 and find your place here. Luke chapter 2. We not only celebrate the wonder of Christmas by unwrapping the meaning of the names of Christ. And by the way, there are many more names, but these are given in our text. But number two, by unwrapping the message of the coming of Christ. Christ has come for unto you, in verse 11, is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. This was this hope of this Messiah being given, this coming of Christ that had been prophesied, that had been promised the Bible says when the shepherds went and told this message that all those who heard it in verse 18, they wondered, they admired this, they, they marveled at it. It's like, wow, can you believe this? The wonder of Christmas. Think about who Christ is and the fact that He did come. God has not left us hopeless. God has not left us alone in our sin. God has provided a way of forgiveness and away back to Him, though we've been separated from Him by our sin. 
Oh, think about this coming of Jesus Christ. The Bible says in verse number 19, But Mary kept all these things and what? Pondered them in her heart. She pondered them. She considered them. She took them to heart. Look over in verse number 51, the latter part. But his mother kept all these sayings in her heart. The Bible speaks of Jacob, how he observed what was going on in Joseph's life. And he pondered, he kept those things that were said of him in his heart. One writer said, it is notable what follows in Genesis 37 is Joseph's betrayal by his brothers, which begins all the Jesus typology in Joseph's story. Darker days would follow the wonder in Jacob and Mary's life. Days in which everything they thought they knew was thrown on its head. However, if they kept these sayings, they would remember the nature of their sons. Joseph would rise to prominence and save the world from starvation. And Jesus would die to save the world from sin. Oh, how we should ponder the sayings of God, the promise of God, the message of God, the hope of God. Oh, unwrap the message of the coming of Christ. One has said, once in our world, a stable had something in it that was bigger than our whole world. It is God, very God, who has come to us. God manifest in the flesh. That's what Christmas is all about. Oh, may God help us to celebrate the wonder of this season. And then look with me over in the book of Acts. Acts chapter number 3. As we ponder the wonders of Christmas and the fact that Christ has come, this great Christ, this wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace, we celebrate this season, we celebrate this Christmas, and, and we recapture the wonder of Christmas, number three, by unwrapping the measure of the power of Christ. Here was one who was lost, who was crippled, a man who could not help himself, and the Bible says, when Peter and John went up together, Acts chapter 3 and verse 1, into the temple, the hour of prayer, that a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple, who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I to thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. And they knew that it was he which sat for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with what? Wonder and amazement 
at that which had happened unto him. Someone said he got up, he got in, he got on, and word got out. I'm telling you, people were praising God because he got in, he got saved. God not only healed his body, but God healed his soul and his spirit. How many of you have been healed in your soul and in your spirit by faith in Jesus Christ? Isn't that wonderful? To just have that assurance to know that God has done such a work within. They wondered at it. It's like, wow. How many of you had people look at you and say, is this really you? Something's different about you. Something's changed in you. You're not what you used to be. What's happened to you? I got saved by the grace of God. I still wonder at the greatest of all miracles, don't you? This wonder of the power of God to save and to change. Oh, I think about it, and I wonder at what God is doing in your heart to draw you unto himself this day. You know, I was always excited, as I mentioned, as a child to open presents on Christmas. And I was always living with that spirit of expectation. Do you have a spirit of expectation as to what God is going to do in your life yet in this coming year? I want to live that way, don't you? I want to believe God for who he is and what he not only has done, thank him, but what he can and will do yet. That's the power of God at work in your life and in mine. Let's stand with our heads bowed. Had the opportunity to go with Hope and DJ and Lawrence at their invitation Thursday evening. Just look up here. I want you to see this and then we'll pray. How many of you have heard of the train ride in Spencer? They call it now the Polar Express. I played in the band that dedicated that train museum back in 1978 when I was in high school. We got to go up there, and I'm going to tell you, it was just so fun. It was so exciting. But I thought about one of the songs they were playing during that, and the songwriter said, we were dreamers not so long ago, but one by one, we all had to grow up. When it seems the magic slipped away, we find it all again on Christmas Day. Believe in what your heart is saying. Hear the melody that's played. There's no time to waste. There's so much to celebrate. Believe in what you feel inside and give your dreams the wings to fly. You have everything you need if you just believe. And when it seems that we have lost our way, we find ourselves again on Christmas Day. You know, it's one thing to just believe in Christmas, as it were. But the most important thing is to believe in the Christ of Christmas. And I want to ask you, 
How is it with you today? Have you lost your way? Do you need this hope of Christ this Christmas? What about your loved ones? So many of us have loved ones we know who need the Lord. Oh, God wants to help us, does He not? To recapture the wonder of Christmas, who Christ is, how He came, and what He can do in our lives. There's no one that is too far gone for God. There's no one He can't save. There's no sin He can't forgive. There's a God in heaven who is at work in our hearts today.